amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. founder of the award-winning nonprofit Mogul Academy, and I spend my days and nights <laughs> helping teachers make learning fun, entrepreneurs tell their story, and mentoring youth globally. But today, we're going to do a deep dive into mental health awareness, community building, and the impact the killing of hip-hop star Nipsey Hussle has made on the world today. I want to start off with a moment of silence for the brother in his honor and his legacy. It's my belief that Nipsey Hussle was the victim of social genocide. And for those of you that are like, huh, genocide? Let me give you the definition. The deliberate killing of a large group of people, especially those of a particular ethnic group or nation, among those change makers that work hard to ensure that they try their best to empower, educate, unify, and implore everyone that they can reach with their message. So others may see this as a gang-related incident or a cover-up to stop his campaign to bring the truth behind Dr. Sabe's 1985 trial, where he proved to the federal court that he was able to cure HIV, AIDS, diabetes, and more by changing the diet of his clients. I think the issue stems from people close to him being annoyed by his come-up. If you don't know, Nipsey was a former gangbanger that realized that there was an easier and more lucrative way to make money. (laughs) He never abandoned his home. He stayed and invested in it. See, when people are able to see you building daily, they can do one of two things. They can either join in and help you lay bricks, 
or they can find a way to kick it over. I think his death showed us which way his people went. Because at the root of all this is a lack of mental health awareness. Because who in their right mind would kill a man doing so much good and representing so well for the community? I, I just it just baffles me. Nipsey has been in the media that I was put on when I met Karen Civil, and she was adamant about how strong this brother is, how his message will transcend generations. And I was like, uh, he's a rapper uh, from L.A. He's talking about gangbanging. Come on now, Karen. He's not Malcolm X. But after talking with her, she helped me understand that Malcolm X, had his way of speaking, and that was how he relayed his messages. Nipsey does the same thing. It doesn't matter how you do it. It's just that you get people to listen to your words, to be inspired by your words, and go through a transformation process where they activate your call to action. Nipsey was doing that. He partnered with different nonprofits to help people buy back their blocks. He partnered with different friends and associates to help bring materials to enhance STEM programs throughout uh, California, Washington, D.C., and New York. He was investing in people's investing in the future. He was trying to make sure that he did all he could to fill in the gaps that were left for his generation, my generation. And it's sad to see that someone would take him out. And I just got news that the vigil was just shot up. There are multiple people that have been rushed to the hospital that gathered in his name and in his honor to celebrate him and his life and his works. And someone shot up the vigil. They, they just shot people. And this is devastating to me because there is clearly a lack of mental health awareness. People are not able to deal with their own issues, their own anger problems, and even if somebody paid them, why would you take money to kill somebody? That makes no sense to me. You can't pay. Now, I'm trying to tell y'all. It would take a lot for me to kill somebody. You have, since I don't have kids, I'd have to say my grandmother. You would have to be skinning my grandma alive for me to try to kill you. And I mean try because I'm a little queasy. I don't know if I could. I I don't I don't I doubt I'll be able to do it, boy. And plus, you know, I ain't got that good hand and eye coordination. I miss. So I don't understand how someone could kill, how someone could shoot a gun. Something has to be wrong with you mentally. There has to be something off kilt for you to even do such a daft thing. I'm baffled by this. And I dealt with so many students today, and I also dealt with adults today that are literally grieving. Grieving on multiple levels. One, you have to think about the entrepreneurs. This man worked his butt off to create a foundation of businesses that can not only support his family, but his neighborhood. He laid a foundation for his friends to follow. It's like a blueprint. He ensured us that if you invest in the community, if you take the money you have, stop rocking chains, stop buying all these cars, if you buy property, if you open up businesses, you can make your neighborhood better, and you can employ your family, which makes your family economic dynamic better. And to know that he was killed for whatever senseless reason, it's hitting entrepreneurs at their core. It's also allowing them to understand that, one, you need a succession plan in order. 
Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs skip over that, and even myself. I, I don't have a succession pants. But having something in place in case something happens to you, that your business can live on. Two, the man was killed in front of his business. It wasn't even 12 hours later there was a notice that went up on Instagram that said it is now closed until further notice, probably indefinitely. Because those were his friends and his associates that helped to make those businesses viable. And to go back to where he was killed in front of it, I don't know if I'd be able to continuously work there. I think I'd be too traumatized. They have video camera footage that's surfacing all across uh, the Internet that shows him getting shot, that shows him falling. I am not watching that because I'm sensitive and I don't need those type of demons in, in my world. It, the fact that people recorded this, and they're sharing it like, damn, look at what happened. Look how Nipsey went down. Think about our generation. I think that people are so used to people dying that we don't understand the seriousness of this. I talk to some kids. They don't, they don't care about anything right now. Well, everybody get killed. Everybody gets shot up. No, they don't. No, that should not be a level of normal. It shouldn't be something that we're used to. This is tragic, Okay. I have kids that have requested sessions with me today because they don't know how to, one, grieve, because this may have been the first time that they've, well, first or second time. This is the second time for one of my kids. Um, I forgot this rapper's name. Um, He was killed recently, and he did a lot of uh, sad music. uh, I forgot his name. XXXion or something like that. But um, it's hard for them to grieve when it comes to matters like this. It's okay if somebody dies of natural causes. I think we all can accept that and embrace that. But when someone's life is stolen, it hits home a little harder because it takes away so much. And it just, I really didn't want to do this today, but I had to. I didn't even listen to Nipsey's music. I promise you, I didn't listen to not a song, not a song until today. And I, it was because some people were playing video clips on Instagram, and I was like, yo, that's kind of hot, though. That was kind of hot. And one of the songs that they played, um, he was addressing the death of one of his close friends, and he was like, how we gangbang all these years just to get killed in our 30s. Uh, mm, sadly. That that was his fate. Uh, Laura London, someone who I I love as an actress, they were almost almost married. I think they were supposed to get married in two months. Uh, now she's devastated with her her babies. They don't have well one of them. Um, I don't know how many kids Laura London has. I believe she has two, but just that family dynamic is messed up. Like so many people are influenced directly by this man. And the death is tragic. The fact that they ruined the visual, it's just not, you can't even grieve in public anymore. This is so deep, deeply rooted into a lack of awareness. Just people need to understand who they are why they're alive and their calling and their purpose. If we could get people to take the time to just sit down and talk to themselves, figure out what's going on with themselves, try to figure out 
what's off balance? How do you make it right with yourself? Because then you will make better decisions in life. Then you'll be happier. Then you'll be able to appreciate the blueprint that folks like Nipsey was putting out for us to follow. Uh, If you just Google Nipsey Hustle and Forbes, you'll see a whole bunch of articles written on him becoming a real estate mogul. You'll see a whole bunch of articles talking about his impact amongst community and educators. The list goes on. This man was extremely influential. Side note, not to be funny, but am I the only one that thinks that he looks like Abraham Lincoln? I never really looked at him and paid attention to him until he passed. But, oh, that's another point that I wanted to make. Why is it that we only heard about all of the positive man was doing after he passed? He has been living this life for a while. And I heard of a few things, not too much. But now you see the impact he was having. And maybe – Maybe that's just too much for some people. I don't know if it was the Dr. Sabi uh, movie or documentary that that allotted him the gift of being murdered, um, and now the whole taps, the the holy black people, the conspiracy theorists are making him a martyr. I, I don't know what's going on. I know that it's unnecessary. I know that he was one of the good guys. And he turned his life around. Why can't we allow people to change? Why can't we allow people to glow up, grow up, be better, having a positive impact on the community? It's like people are so good. They are so happy about the negative that they they don't even make time for the positive. And I guess the only way that I can make this relatable, because you guys know I'm horrible at analogies, but you remember when you tried to, when you got good grades and you, like, did your homework or something and you would go to your parents and be like, I did my homework. And they'd be like, so you supposed to do your homework. Well, I'm supposed to give you a cookie because you did your homework. You're supposed to do your homework. And it's like, oh, oh. You just took all the joy out of being good. I think that's what this is. I, that's how I view this. Like, okay, Nipsey's giving back to the community. Okay, so he's supposed to give back to the community. Okay, Nipsey's buying a property in the community. Okay, so he's supposed to. And and then at the same time, don't do it themselves, right? They don't pass that test themselves. And it, it just seems, okay, rewind. That was a horrible analogy. Y'all work with me, okay? <laughs> I'm actually, I'm torn up about this. And I don't even know this man. I never even listened to his music. I never even met him, didn't do an interview. I just know that I talked to Karen Civil about him, and she she just spoke so highly of him. And I know that I saw a few interviews with him on The Breakfast Club, and he had some insightful things to say. I know that he was extremely relatable to a lot of my boys that are in my program, and he was a really, really good example. I didn't know he was 33. I actually thought he was younger than that. So, And a lot of people are saying, Jesus died at 33. Okay, I'm quite sure this man uh, was not trying to die at 33 like Jesus. Um it, it's it's tragic. So I want to actually talk about ways that we can move past this. For those that 
those of you that are grieving, how you can help your students in the classroom, how you can help your coworkers, how we can use this as a conversation piece to help people deal with grieving, to help people identify with their internal issues that may be hindering or blocking their success. And number one is to actually start writing. Yes, literally writing. A lot of us, we text, we read Facebook messages, but none of us capture our thoughts daily. You can send yourself an email. Uh, hopefully that's private and secure. Send yourself a daily email. Today's April 1st. Start off today. Start off by sending yourself an email, letting yourself know how you feel right now and today. Just free thoughts free writing. Don't even think about what you have to put in it. Just start typing and let it manifest itself. I've realized that when you do that, you're able to go back and you're really able to uncover a lot of hidden thoughts that you didn't allow to surface to the forefront that were just like feather thoughts, light thoughts that just zoom by. And sometimes you're able to uncover something small that's really big that you can unpack a little bit more as the day goes. And I've also noticed when I keep a journal that I see cycles in my life, like certain things in my life happen continuously around the same time of year. And um, it, it, it helps me to better prepare and also figure out which one of those cycles I don't need to continue because those are lessons that I clearly didn't learn and I need to take notes so I can move on past them, right? So number two, it's to find your tribe. Find your tribe. Find the people that are at the same level of grieving or grief that you are and share in a way that will help you relieve yourself of that tension, relieve yourself of that hurt, relieve yourself of that anger, and hopefully prepare you for moving on to the step number three, which is what I call inspiration stage. Once you have gotten over the hurt and the pain of losing someone, step three is allowing you to be inspired by the legacy and the life that they left you with to remember. Like I have said at the beginning, Nipsey left us with a blueprint, a blueprint. Sit down, think about what you know about Nipsey, how Nipsey was able to impact his community and his family. On the other side of a sheet of paper, I want you to think about what you know about yourself, how many talents and skills you have, how much money you have to do the exact same thing. Some some of y'all don't have 100000 200000 and up to invest in buildings in your community. But you have best friends that love coffee, and all of y'all make close to seventy dollars and $80,000. Maybe y'all can get together and have a coffee shop, rent, rent a facility in your neighborhood, uh, find a way to make a co-working space that will allow you to add value to your community. And I just want people to be inspired. Let's not dwell on him being killed. Let's be inspired by his life and his blueprint. That's, that's all that we can do. We can't do anything to bring him back. We can't. And all these people giving his, him flowers and roses and praises, he's dead. He can't hear them. You really want you really want to show your love and, and passion for him and your faithfulness to him. Do what he did. Care about the youth. Care about the community. Care about being a vessel that represents growth and stability. Be the one that doesn't leave the hood. Invest in your community. And I'm, I really want to send a shout out. Thank you, uh, Tiffany, for letting me know. Nick Cannon made an announcement that he will continue 
Nipsey's work with the Dr. Sabi documentary. Um, and his quote is, they can't kill us all, bro. Mm. Uh, shout out to Nick Cannon for stepping up. I appreciate that. And for everyone, don't forget, you can also Google Nipsey Hustle, uh, real estate mogul. You're going to see some documents on that. At Mogul Academy, we are focusing on Nipsey Hustle and our oncoming, upcoming, Lord Jesus, upcoming class on Friday and Saturday. For those of you in the Chicagoland area, on April 5th, we will be going to the Federal Reserve to conclude our session on money. And April, we are studying real estate, oddly. (laughs) And we are talking about the power of investing in your community. So, of course, Nipsey Hussle is a great example of this. We'll also be handling or speaking about Angela Yee from the Breakfast Club Uh, We have a few other people that we're going to be featuring. But it's important that we let people know, especially our young people, that you need to give back, that you need to be willing to invest in your community. We also have a cleanup day coming up. And I want to encourage everyone out there listening to me. If you don't have the money to invest in your community, you can simply gather up your friends and your kids and clean up your blocks. Step one, show pride in your community. Clean up your blocks. Uh, step number two, uh, reactivate your block club. Actually have meetings every two or three months. Um, keep track of who's going away to college, deaths on the block, all that kind of stuff. Promote familyhood. Familyhood, did I make that word up? Promote some kind of community where people care about each other. That's what it's really about. We need to get me, me, me phase in our community because that's what's bringing us down. When we work together, we are unstoppable. And that's one of the things that Nipsey was continuously preaching. That's one of the reasons why he said he loved his gang, because they worked together against whomever. Oh, that rhymes. Hey, I should be a rapper. Nah, I don't think so. But, um, Thank you guys for rocking with me. Today's been kind of emotional. I'm emotionally drained, and I I just I'm, I'm saddened by this, y'all. Like this is sad, and the fact that the vigil was shot up, like you just go shoot up people mourning. That's like shooting up a funeral. Like they probably not even gonna have a regular funeral now because they're scared somebody's gonna try to shoot it up. This this is ridiculous. I just, I I love y'all. And I I just want us to be better. I want us to do better, you know? I I just want I just want more positivity to come from us. This is so sad to me. It's so sad. Thanks for rocking with me. I'm Jessica LaShawn. Feel free to contact us at Mogul Academy www.mogulacademy.org. Don't forget to relationship build, y'all. Build those relationships. Live your very best life. I'm out. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.